0: Welcome back to the 910 AM Superstation and the Nolan Finley Show. I'm Nolan Finley, joined by Kelly Cab, Andre Osh, and Shay Norling. And right now we've got Chad Livingood on our line. Chad is uh, vacationing this week. He's on a beach. He's on a Michigan beach, which there's no place better to be in the summertime. But he's taking time off of his sunbathing to give us a call. How's the tan going, Chad? and good.
1: I'm I'm burning up pretty quickly. <laughs> are,
0: are you a bronze god this morning, Chad?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's it's it, uh, a little cloudy today this morning, but uh, it was quite uh, it was quite hot yesterday, and, and uh, you know it's one of those days where the sand, the Lake Michigan sand, is burning under feet. Oh, so you're jumping <laughs> in the lake.
0: That's a good day, isn't it? Did you get in the water?
1: Yeah. What's that? Did
0: you get in the water?
1: Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. I couldn't quite get up on top of the paddleboard though. I'm not uh uh That's harder than it looks. That.
0: That's yeah. harder than it looks, that paddleboarding. You see people jumping up up there paddling away. To me it's like uh skiing. I never could ski. <laughs> skiing looks so easy and you got you got all kinds of people, little kids, old people. Out Skiing there ski is easier. I the paddleboard. I the difference is the paddleboard's not strapped to your feet, so the
1: paddleboard just takes off right. and you just fall right into the water.
0: You be careful out there, yep. Chad. We, don't, we <laughs> don't want to lose you uh, in a paddleboard my, accident. Yeah, my, my
1: my nearly six-year-old daughter, she's natural, so uh, <laughs> she, she couldn't, she wouldn't get off of anything. So, well, that's, that's good. So, two hours.
0: a worthwhile investment. Uh, Chad, what are you writing yeah. about this week? Uh, what did you leave behind before you went on vacation?
1: Well, this this week's edition of Cranes could be the uh, the trade war edition, yeah. um, and how how this uh, um, the, the president's you know growing global trade war is starting to affect Metro Detroit businesses. Uh, Dustin Walsh takes a pretty deep dive into some some examples. Um, he uses a Livonia automotive fastener supplier, Alpha USA, as an example. Where they they sent a shipment of steel to a joint venture in Mexico. They're unable to to source the steel near near Mexico, and and then as a result of the um, the new tariffs uh, plus Mex- Mexico's sixteen percent value added t- um, tax that they put on things, with, and a fifteen percent tariff, and it ended up costing. Uh, Thirty-one percent more uh, to to, uh, to do this deal and and get these uh, get these parts and the steel um, to uh, to Mexico. So they're starting companies are starting to really uh, run into a lot of different logistical nightmares trying to work around these tariffs, figure out where to get their their supplies, if they can resource it in the U.S. because um, because you know China or Canada is is is, is slapping a little tariff that's um that's this is causing a lot of different um, uh, uh, problems uh, for for companies and, and and most part people are you know they're losing money because of this oh, can they pass down the supply
0: can these auto suppliers pass the cost the extra cost on to their customers the automakers
1: um, maybe <laughs> that remains um, to be seen it, it, though right in, in this in this one case that that doesn't led with the company had to eat the price uh, eat the cost so mm. um, so so sometimes yeah but you know we're talking about with these twenty five percent tariffs on steel that this could really start to affect the the cost of cars uh, by you know if you take a um, twenty thousand dollar car um, that's a low end um, but uh, you know you take a Ford you know Focus or something. Uh, add twenty five percent to it. So it's a twenty five thousand dollar car now. So well, it's, um, if
0: you're buying the, if you think you're going to be in the market for a new car, now's the time to get it, right? Because well, these tariffs could push this thing way up.
1: Well, speaking of that, I actually just went out and, and leased a car the other day um, and, and sold my used car. Um, because I'm not kidding because of that um, because uh, I could see the price of vehicles going up uh, on different fronts and especially if the president goes for what he calls the big one and that is putting a, a tariff on Canadian assembled vehicles and Mexican assembled vehicles. Uh, he has talked about this, he talked about it all throughout the campaign when he was going after Ford Motor Company for its plant in 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 Mexico, if he puts a 25% tariff on those cars, you are going to see a major price increase in vehicles. And a lot of vehicles that a lot of Americans drive around every day. Um, I mean, how many Chevy Equinoxes you see on the road? Most of them are assembled in Mexico. Um, The Chrysler Pacifica assembled across the river in Ontario. Um, Dodge Chargers. Ontario. Man, so you uh, better get
0: busy. I, I, people, folks ought to get out there uh, and start buying up in advance and let this tariff business work work its way out because that's going to drive up the cost of uh, of cars, new cars particularly. But once what you can count on is once the tariffs roll back, those prices won't. Once they establish a price <laughs> threshold, it never rolls back. It
1: will be hard, yeah. You would, but at the same time, the automakers might want to try to discount things and move, move stock and keep uh, keep uh, inventories uh, mm-hmm. going along. Um, so, on the different front, on the on the uh, on the trade war theme, my uh, column this week um, looks at the two candidates running for the U.S. Senate: John James and Sandy Pentler. Um, And these two men are are businessmen. John James is the CEO of Renaissance Global Logistics uh, in Detroit, uh, part of the James Group International over on 4th Street. And then Sandy uh, Penzer owns Corex Companies, which is a a contract manufacturer for uh, laundry detergent. Um, And -hmm. they have a plant in Wixom and and a plant in Chicago and then two in Toronto. Both of these men are, are have a front-row seat to, to the president's trade war. Um, Penciler's company just got slapped with with a Canadian tariff on automatic the dishwasher detergent. Made in who, who would have uh, in, thought in, in
0: they, would, they would even know such? <laughs> That's getting into the well, weeds.
1: In the pit <laughs> you know, um, tariff tat tariff retaliation from, from Canada, they they came up a whole laundry list of, of, of things and and one of them was uh, was, was was automatic uh, dishwasher detergent um, a ten percent tariff. Wow. So it, he 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 admits that you know just starting this month he's been he's been uh, his business has been affected by the, the trade war. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, uh, John James, um, he, there, his his family business in, uh, Renaissance Global, just Entirely revolves around trade. They are the leading export company uh, and handler, handler of exports for Ford Motor Company. They handle all of their parts. So if there's, a, there's a Ford Motor uh, Company uh, engine, transmission, uh, various part. It needs to go to another Ford Motor Company plant in South Korea or South Africa or wherever in the, in the globe. It runs through his company. They 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 package the 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 container trucks in Detroit on Fourth Street and send them out to to across the across the country to ports uh, in all different. Directions and so, his. He, he I mean, talk about someone who understands um, how the the supply chain and how uh, intricate uh, the, uh, the the movement, movement of parts. Uh, American made parts, typically some of them are Canadian and some of Mexican as well, um, that are flowing to Detroit then to flow to to Ford plants uh, abroad. Um, and so, if this if this thing intensifies, there's here's a here's a here's, here's a businessman that also could, a business that also could be impacted. And it's pretty telling. I mean, at the same time, neither of these guys are running the Republican primary on August seventh. Neither of them are going to say one bad thing about the president's trade policy.
0: No, of course not.
1: That would be that would be uh, you, that, know, uh, you know political suicide.
0: And that's what's surprisingly missing in this campaign season. Uh, the The just solid, unshakable loyalty to Trump by every single Republican candidate. Nobody has anything critical to say about the president. Nobody is running away from the president, which is what I expected, which I think speaks to the loyalty Republican voters still have for the president. I think it's 85, 90 percent approval. And so they can't afford to criticize the president, even on things like trade. Uh, where they know he's wrong. I was I was proud of the Republicans in the Senate last week who did vote on the resolution to say, let's be very, very cautious and careful on these tariffs. Uh, a trade war is not in the best interest of the United States. Now, had no impact. president's going to go full steam ahead. But uh, it is remarkable in the primary that even folks like Brian Kelly, who, who didn't endorse the president, uh, in 2016, uh, even even folks like him, who's trying to run to a moderate audience, won't criticize the president. In fact, is doing his best to try to associate himself with the president.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only thing that Kelly did during that last debate to try to put a little bit of distance is uh, on trade in particular, um, as Bill Schuette was sort of only embracing the, the Trump approach here. Callie said, "I really hope this all works out." Um, Like uh, that's a
0: a dynamic position.
1: Yeah, well, he was trying to basically, you know, hedge. It seemed like he was trying to hedge his bets a little bit without criticizing the president, because um, yeah, as we've discussed, you know, the the business um, um, class. it seemingly feels lost right now. They don't they don't they don't feel connected to the Democratic Party, and they've they've lost a lot of connection to the Republican Party. Uh, I mean, just example here, you know, with John James and Sandy Pensler, um, their own businesses are, are are starting to get affected or feeling the heat of of the president's trade policies and could suffer uh, as a result of it. And um, they are uh, saying essentially, well, the president's doing the right thing um, and 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 trying to push this issue and identifying it. But no one really knows where this is going to end. And that's kind of yeah. that's that's the uncertainty that is really um, breeding out there at a time of of record low unemployment, uh, booming economy. Um, yeah, you know the effects of the, cor- of the of the corporate income tax uh, from the president is starting to take effect um, and and now you got all this uncertainty that the president himself has started.
0: Yeah and you know I, I think we're going to hear a different song once the primary is over, but who knows Chad I mean these uh, they've got to hang on to their base, but they also got to go to the middle you know and they, they have to get independence yep. with them to win the election. And, you know, I'm not sure we're in a such a good time when, you know, on the one side, the Democrats can't say find anything positive to say about the president. And on the other side, Republicans can't find anything negative to say about him. It's really a dishonest period in our politics.
1: Yeah, well, people are. um People are intimidated by the president, and and um, they they've seen the power
0: of the president. And you don't want to end up in a tweet. Um, I guess so, Chad. um so. well, it's back to these tariffs. Uh, how much extra paperwork is and cost is that adding to these companies? Who collects the tariff and when it's levied? Do the customers or do the suppliers have to levy that tariff themselves, add it to their bill, and then remit it to the government?
1: Well, they they get they get uh, they get the bill when it's crossing a, a customs border, basically, and so ah, okay. um, as that as that product is coming in, that that company that is bringing it into the into the country, um, uh, whether it's the buyer or the seller, um, they, more, I'm not sure exactly sometimes, but um, but yeah, they. they 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 absorb it right there. So um, if you and so that's one of, one of the challenges these companies are running into. They're 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 out there. They have con. They have they have um, a supplier has a supplier in China and, and moving that moving that. Uh, that that metal part, oh, um, you know, it's, it's contracted to be made in China. They move it to uh, the U.S. One example that, that that Dustin uses in his pieces is Lucerne International out of Auburn Hills, Mary uh company, and, right. and they make they make the product in China and they ship it back, take it to their facility in Auburn Hills, do some finished work yeah. to it, and then they move it on to their customers. So Usually door hinges on jeans. hinges, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, for, for, they go, they go to the, the Jeep Toledo plant. Um, and so, so just trying the idea, a lot of the problem the companies are running into is, is trying to adapt to that, if, try to find someone else to build that for you in the U.S. now. Uh, not exactly. Somebody easy, who could a, find
0: workers to, to build it, right?
1: Yeah, and there's a whole different, uh, problem there, but, um, but it's just, a, just, just trying to adapt. And find an alternate alternate route to avoid the 25% tariff. Um, that's the that's the logistical nightmare that a lot of companies are experiencing, especially um, you know smaller companies along the supply chain uh, for the auto for the auto industry vendors. Um, Thousands of them in Metro Detroit alone that uh, that have some type of tie and connection and and maybe use some piece or part that is sourced uh, internationally and now they got to have to look around that and that's that's uh, it's causing a lot of headaches these days.
0: Chad, live and good. What what's happening um, elsewhere on the local scene? I know on the development scene, uh, things are picking up. Things are going just red hot in Detroit still. Yeah,
1: it is. I mean, obviously, downtown uh, construction is going to start really uh, looking big. Um, you know, you've got the Gordie Howe International Bridge
0: that broke um, ground,
1: that, right? The the, the, the official um, brown, brown breaking. Yeah, is, is this week, uh, and and I mean, that's another sort of ceremonial. Part of this, but um, you know they're moving forward. Uh, something I think is interesting, maybe on this on this subject, one that I I uh, take note of. The Wall Street Journal uh, wrote a, a a stinging editorial today um, uh, about this um, about this case uh, of the, the the fight over the bridge in Detroit, um, mm-hmm. and urging the president not to not to not to essentially take the bait from the Maroon family um, mm-hmm. and. Um, And and the the headline in the piece uh, is marooned over the Detroit River, which I'm kind of disappointed that uh, neither you or I. No, that's
0: true. Missed opportunity, but hey, we can wait a few weeks and steal it. Chad, live and good. We got to go. Enjoy the rest of your uh, your vacation. Uh, Remember, uh, reapply that sunscreen throughout the day, Chad.
1: (laughs) Will do. Take care, (laughs) guys.
0: Okay, we got to get to a break.